This is Jessica Pate, your host for Brave Together podcast. I am here to serve, encourage, and inspire you in your journey as a special needs mom. This is your tribe. This is your community, your place to be reminded that you are not alone. Please follow along as I share stories, inspiration, and resources just for you. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mother's Day episode for Brave Together podcast. And we are doing something really special this time, and maybe every Mother's Day, because we're all moms, and this is a podcast for moms. So today we are highlighting stepmoms. I have a stepmom, and she's been in my life for over 40 years. Is that right? Yes, over 40 years. And I don't think that stepmoms get enough credit for what they do and what they take on. And I have several friends who have men that have married into their special stories and their stepdads. And I definitely want to highlight them. And I thought, well, gosh, no one's highlighting stepmoms. Let's do that for Mother's Day. So we have Daisy from Orlando, Florida. We have Jenny from Birmingham, Alabama, and we've got Tony from here in the South Bay. All three are willing to share their story and they each have something unique. Their stories are not the same. I just think knowing how hard this journey is, anyone who chooses to come in and take it on is a rock star. So I just want to say thank you. I mean that with all my heart because I always joke with my husband, Chris, that if he goes, I'm just going to have to date a lot because no one's going to want to marry and take on our story. Because it's so complex and difficult and and beautiful. Yes. Let's just get right into things. And why don't each of you introduce your story of how you came to be stepmom to a child or adult child with special needs? So I'm Tony Salisbury. Um, I am a stepmom to Wesley Bear, who's a 26-year-old man with Down syndrome. And uh I met his mother at a conference. <laughs> We're both <laughs> speech language pathologists. When my mother found out about our relationship, she thought it was perfect because <laughs> who else should be stepmom to Wesley Bear? And you've been in Wesley's life, so then for how long? I met Wesley when he was 14, and um, he's now 26. So we've been together about 12, 13 years. So great. So um, I'm Daisy and I am Harvey's stepmom. Harvey and Hillary are now 18 and 21 years old. And I met them when they were about five and seven, five and eight. Um, I met my husband on a blind date in the Dominican Republic, where I was actually living and working and getting ready to leave for New York. And my husband was a New Yorker living there and he had his kids. And um, yeah, that was kind of it. That was 13 years ago. And since then, we figured out Harvey's diagnosis. They didn't even know his diagnosis at the time. We've traveled to two different countries to get him help. We're now in Orlando and um, things are going really well. But it was an interesting journey. Daisy, do you have your husband's first wife to share parenting with? No, we, when we, um, 
when we found out what Harvey's diagnosis was, there was no possibility of getting him help in the Dominican Republic where they were living with their mother. We were able to get him medical assistance in Mexico where we moved to. And then we went back and decided with the family that we were going to take both Hillary and Harvey with us to live with us and get the treatment that he needs. Um, until he doesn't need it anymore. But um, it's something that's going to go on for life. So he's, they both continue to move with us and they will continue to do so. And the mother's still in the Dominican Republic. Okay. And Jenny? I'm Jenny and I'm mom to Caitlin and Aaron. And then my husband and I have a little boy named Ben. Uh, so we have an 18, 20, and four-year-old. <laughs> um, I met Caitlin and Aaron when they were 13 and 11. So it's been about seven years. Their biological mother had just passed away from breast cancer after battling breast cancer for eight years. And so um, I'm actually a stepmom, but I'm, I actually adopted both of the girls after my husband and I got married. So I'm actually their legal mother. Tell us bravely what went through your minds and hearts. You meet these wonderful people and fall in love and you know that you're not only a stepmom, but you're a stepmom in a very unique situation that requires a lot of extra. Tell us how you grappled with that. Well, I, I'll go first. Um, so I, I work in special ed. So I think I walked in with my eyes pretty wide open. But I'll tell you what I wasn't right prepared for was being a mom. <laughs> I had never wanted to have children. You know, I was great at being an auntie, but, <laughs> and, you know, I was the, I was the, the wild friend that would take my other friend's kids out for ice cream or, you know, they came to talk to me when they were having trouble with mom, that kind of thing. So this was not a role I ever expected to take on in my life. Um, and so actually the fact that, uh, that Wesley had a diagnosis of, of uh, Down syndrome was not as much of a big deal for me as saying, um, if I get together with this woman, I'm going to be a mother. Um, and so that that was actually the biggest consideration for me um, until I met Wesley. And and once I met him, we're like soulmates. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jessica sometimes says she has two kids because we <laughs> gang up on her sometimes. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. Okay. That got me choked up that you said that you and Wesley are soulmates. Very sweet. Sometimes he takes after me more than he takes after her side of the family. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. And not to be confused. She's Tony's talking about her Jessica there. So hopefully our yes. audience is tracking with that. So sweet, Tony. Yes. <laughs> so sweet. Oh my goodness. All right. Who else wants to share how you grappled with it? Daisy. I never wanted children either, Tony, so I can absolutely understand what you are thinking. And since we didn't really have a diagnosis when we started dating, it was more for me the whole issue of, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to deal with these two children, at least on the weekends for at that point. But it was the same kind of thing. They stole my heart. And then when I started getting involved in seeing Harvey and all the medical care that he was going through because they didn't know what was going on and they had no clue but it that became my mission and it was like okay now I'm in and I might as well figure out what he has and let's do this it was a no-brainer from there wow thank you thank you and Jenny my mom is actually a retired special ed teacher <laughs> so I kind of 
was introduced to this world when I was younger, but I, like the other two guests here today, never thought I would have children. And um, I met my husband, you know, and I was in my, my late 30s, my mid 30s, to late 30s, and just had never thought that I would actually end up having children. And what was unique about my situation is that I truly became a mom overnight and I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> there's a steep learning curve of how to be a mom. And there's an even steeper one of how to be a special needs mom. And I didn't get weekends off. I didn't get a night off. When I met the girls, they were so... Um, desperate for female attention and guidance that they hadn't had because their mother had been so ill and so sick for so long. And so they had this large void in their life and they were looking to me to fill it. And it was an overwhelming responsibility. And at the same time, as I was kind of learning all of these new things, I was also kind of learning and seeing what kind of wasn't happening for my for Erin at school, what services hadn't been provided, how the school had been failing her. And um, kind of like Daisy said, it kind of became my mission to help her, to help get her on track. And, you know, kind of like what Tony said, when I met Erin, she and I kind of clicked on a level that my husband had never seen someone click with her. And he said he had always felt like he needed an Annie Sullivan who could speak her language, that he just didn't understand her and her needs. He felt like the first time that there was somebody who was doing that for his child. And to me, they're not my stepchildren. They're, they're my children. You know, I have a biological son, but I treat him no differently than I treat my, my stepgirls. Mm, this, is, this is really very, very, very touching. So all of you came in and took on these roles. Did you have to like make it specific with your spouses to kind of figure out what the expectations were, what lines not to cross or what what he or she wanted you to do in your role? Did you have a lot of those discussions or did you fumble your way through or a little bit of both? I, I think I'm still learning. <laughs> I would uh, get in the car on my way to work after Jessica and I had gotten together and I would complain to her about, you know, Jessica's parenting style and this and that and the other thing. And, you know, how I would do things differently. And my mother would always say to me, you don't get between a mother and her son. She's old Italian. Do not get between a mother and her son. And I think it was the best advice I ever got, you know, because I knew that whatever I thought, this was her relationship with her son and she needed to have that relationship. And then I had to figure out where I fit in to that and that's kind of how I've done it. So, you know, I will voice my opinion, but she's got the last word in that, you know, because it is her son, someone that's, you know, it's her flesh and blood. Shortly after I'd moved in with them, Wesley had an assignment at school and they had drawn pictures of their family. And then they had to write down who they, each of these people in their family were. And he wrote down that I was the nanny. And it was, I mean, he knew that it was a joke. I mean, he, you know, I mean, he brought it home and showed it to us and he started laughing when I said, I'm the nanny. (laughs) Stinker. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, But it's, but it's been interesting to, you know, how our relationship has developed over time because I'm definitely not his mom. His father passed away when uh, he was 16. He had a close relationship with his father. It was kind of interesting. I had sort of this brother-in-law who'd show up at the house and take a nap barefoot on the, the couch. And we actually had a lot in common, um, you know, we both played bass guitar and 
wrote poetry and, you know, had other things in common. So he and I had a, a lot in common, but it was like having a brother-in-law that came by every once in a while. You know, I'm not his dad either. So he calls me Tony and we have, he's, he, he now says that he's my stepson, you know, that took time before that happened. And I, I had to just let go of that and, you know, not be invested in what our relationship was going to be. I had to let that grow and be what it was going to be. Did any of you do um, couples therapy or family therapy to navigate this new blended situation? We did. Um, We did family therapy. I think it was really helpful at the beginning just to allow the girls, you know, it was a new dynamic and, you know, I didn't really know how to navigate the role and those relationships and the dynamic of, you know, do I parent the kids, uh, you know, or do I not? And, the girls, you know, to their credit, they kind of accepted me as a mom for Mother's Day, our first year that we were married. They actually, their, their gift to me was to call me mom. And, and then that was a big deal because before that they called me Jenny. You know, now there's no way they would ever call me Jenny, you know, because now it's just I am mom and they call me mom. Um, but we refer to their biological mother as their mother. So there is a distinction. We've kept a distinction for the girls that, you know, I am your mom, but so is she. And it's hard for them because they felt um, guilty by accepting me into their life, that they felt like maybe they had, that they were doing something wrong that they shouldn't be doing. And that's a very complex emotion to kind of work through. And that's where the family therapy was really helpful. It's one regret I have not like I'm stuck on the regret, but just what I would say to others is get family therapy just because you have a very unique dynamic going on having a special needs child. And I wish I would have done it before my, my other two could say no, you know, cause you don't really want to drag your teenagers into a family therapy session, no matter how intentional and involved we are as parents, there are funky dynamics that develop sometimes or Every time, I mean, no one really escapes childhood with some, without something, right? That's um, right. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I think I, I love family therapy and it's really beneficial. What advice would you give to a new stepmom taking on a spouse with a child with special needs? So um, with all the love in my heart, I would say the same thing to them that my mom told me, which was think about it really hard. Because it's a beautiful thing, but it's a very difficult life that you're choosing, no matter what the special need is, I think, because each one has its own complexities. And just like going into a regular family with children, it's just a whole other level. So I would say reach out, think about it, think about it well, listen to your heart at the end of the day, because that will never guide you wrongly. Yeah, I think I'd give the same advice as my mother gave me is take time to find what your place is in that family. And remember that there is a dynamic there that you can't interfere with. Um, and then my father used to say, I thought having children meant 18 years and then they're out of the house, but it's actually forever. Um, and I think that applies doubly to children with special needs. Realize that, you know, I mean, Wesley still lives with us and I don't foresee in the near future him leaving. And so you can't expect that that, re- you know, you're marrying a family. You're not really marrying just one person. And if you aren't completely 100% committed to that whole family, this may not be the right place for you. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I think I would uh, probably give a little bit different advice, but I agree with both of you, both Tony and Daisy's advice. Um, I would say have a really strong support network that you can lean on. Um, I know for me, I I went from being single with my own cute little house, two dogs, doing whatever I wanted to do, coming home from work, laying on the couch if I wanted to. Um, you know, going out with, with friends and having dinner with friends and that radically changed. And I could not be who I am today without those support structures. You know, I had, I have two friends who've kind of stood by me through this entire process who will, you know, if I text them and say, oh my gosh, we've had such a hard day with Aaron, they will show up with dinner for the family. They'll show up with wine. For us, that's been really critical because it's so hard. And if you don't have that support structure in place to kind of help you as a person, you know, there are some days you're just going to feel totally defeated and your friends are the ones who can lift you back up. Because a lot of the times your husband or your spouse is feeling the same defeat. And it's really hard to get both of yourselves out of that, that feeling together. The other advice I would provide is, celebrate the good days and anticipate the bad days because there's going to be both. And on the bad days, remember, there'll be good ones. And on the good days, just remember (laughs) there could be a bad day ahead and just all of those things in perspective. Good advice, you guys. Thank you so much. Is there anything for me to remember or for us to remember to support and recognize stepmoms in the community of We Are Brave Together? I don't know if there's anything unique, you know, because yeah. we're moms and, moms, and, yeah. and, you know, and so I think that really, you know, frames it. I think just the visibility of knowing that some of us are stepmoms, we're not just moms helps because I think, you know, then if someone comes in new, you know, being able to say, oh, well, we have people who are stepmoms if you want to know, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to interact with someone else who's who's new to it. Yeah, I think I should just, you know, mention that in our newsletter because we probably all know moms who are stepmoms um, and they are welcome. You don't have to be the biological mom to be a part of We Are Brave Together. Mm-hmm. If you're a mom caring for a child or adult child, you're in, you're automatically in. So <laughs> yeah. I just need to maybe make that known more so that people feel like they they have a place and we have a chair for them. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to say or that you thought of or that's burning on your heart before we say goodbye today? I think I just, one thing is that, you know, I had dated people who had children before um, and it's a tough sell, you know, if you get serious with someone and Wesley and I just clicked. And I, and I think that happens, you know, as well with typical children with some people, but I think um, that's, that's what you're looking for. You know, this is that you, you click with somebody, you fall in love with them. Um, and it doesn't matter what their diagnosis is because once you, once you've, you know, once that person's entered your heart, it doesn't matter what it's going to be. You're willing to take that on, you know, uh, most days. <laughs> and I think it's important to remember that there are days we just really don't want to take it on, but that's okay because we're all in the same boat with that. And when you have that support system, you, you know, you can go and talk to someone about it. I think that idea that we're all in this same boat together is really important. Yeah. I think one other thing I would say is 
I'm not here to fix Wesley. I'm here to have a relationship with him, you know, and if I can help guide him in some ways, that's great, but I can't fix him and I, and I don't have to, you know, and I think it's really important that, you know, we help them to live their best lives, their best lives, not our best lives. You know, that part of the journey is learning what their best life is for them, how they define that. Man, if you walk into any relationship and you think you're going to fix somebody, it's not going to happen. That is a great wisdom bomb right there, Tony. It's so true. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Well, I so appreciate all of you coming on the show and and sharing your story and sharing your heart, sharing your life and your wisdom. I really, I thank you. And I thank you for choosing to be in these children's, adult children's lives and being such a great partner to your spouses. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us on and, you know, for being such a, a voice for everybody. Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. I hope that you feel celebrated and cherished and appreciated. And whatever your family does or does not do on Mother's Day, please know that we see you. We know that you are working your fannies off for your families. And we know that you are devoted and dedicated and amazing and strong and brave. So happy Mother's Day to every mother in our community. And along the lines of our show today, I'll leave you with this quote about stepmoms. Stepmoms deserve the same respect a mother would receive. They pour all of their time, energy, and love into a child they didn't even create. Stepmoms don't do it because they have to. They do it because they want to. Thanks again for listening and have a wonderful day. Remember, remember always, you are not alone.